Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello. Welcome to the Autocar Podcast, my week in cars, uh, with me, Matt Pryor, and as ever, I'm joined by Steve Cropley. Hello, Steve, and where are we today? Uh, well, I think we're somewhere on the top of Yorkshire, sitting in a Honda e um, be- with one microphone instead of two because um, one of us left a microphone behind and the other left a laptop behind. <laughs> but between us, we have enough kit. You've got to go home in this tomorrow, Honda E, which is not renowned for its extraordinary range. No, we are 232 miles from my house and um, and uh, the I think a, a reasonable range for a Honda E is about 90 to 100 miles. So there's I'm going to be doing a bit of uh, uh, charging point searching. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it though. I like the car. That's the I thing. like the car. I really like the car, and it's such a shame. It's almost unrecommendable because of the short range. But if you have the specific set of circumstances in which it works, yeah. it's a good fun thing. I agree. It. Uh, I'm funnily enough. I'm looking forward to showing this to the steering committee. I think it. it mm. It's. It's just one of those cars that's got all sorts of interesting design features that I think you know someone like. Uh, will respond to yeah a lot of charm and a lot of character yeah yeah it's quite a good thing so over the next half hour or thereabouts Steve and I are going to be talking about our respective autocar columns and much more besides uh, including this week Festival of the Unexceptional uh, JLR's Jerry McGovern on Jaguar we're going to talk about a Lotus Elise Series 1 which I can see out of the front window of this um, Honda E as we speak uh, so let's begin, Steve. Festival of the Unexceptional, which was just a weekend, just got we well as as people listen, it will be a, a week and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, you have you have jobs there, don't you? You've got a, a yeah. <laughs> well, I was a I was a, a judge, which is um, flatters what I did really. <laughs> that there's a posse of us that wander around looking at all these cars getting excited about every single one the way it works is that there's a there's a load of finalists i think it's 50 cars 47 of which showed up mm-hmm. and and there are various 
hacks and you know um supposed car experts who wander around in a posse and 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 just decide, talk to the owners and decide on a, a first second and third and a kind of editor's or a, a chairman's prize as well right and the unexceptional thing these cars are meant to be what is the what, I mean, there's not a set eligibility criteria per se is there? no no well 25 years old yeah but the, if you think of the values of, or the sort of interest values of cars as being a sort of U-shaped thing, they, you know, they start out new, then they sort of drop away in interest because, you know, newer, they've been replaced by newer stuff. Mm. And then after a while, they, they start to ascend again, you know, because, the, because they're rarity and the, you know, people just like them and there's a nostalgia kicks in. But, the, but these cars are in the, in, at the bottom of the U that, you know, they're cars like, um, you know, the Ford Ka just made mm-hmm. it. The, oh, uh, yeah, the okay. you know the the, the the bloke that won, amazing guy, brought a, one of the world's only Daihatsu applauses. Remember them? I've, I mean, not sort of. I know. I, I I remember there being a Daihatsu applause, but if you told me to draw one, or describe one, I would be in some trouble. I would be I in rem- some difficulty. I remember. Very rudely writing in copy one time that it was the the answer to a question nobody asked, <laughs> which uh, I think didn't didn't please the importer. But at I, the time, it didn't go. So but still, you know, I think it, not unfair at the time. So what is an applause? Is a family saloon? Hat? Yeah, it's a it's a sort of I think a sixteen hundred cc four door or no it's a it's a thing that looks like a four door saloon but it's got a ha- oh, but it it's has got a hatch, hatch. there's gotcha. a kind of kink in the boot yeah. lid in effect i mean quite a decent car um daihatsu always made durable cars but mm. but really zero appeal you know nobody ever lay in bed dreaming of owning a no. daihatsu applause until sure. now until now but the bloke that won found this car in a in a he's a sweet he's sorry he's a british bloke working in sweden repairs british cars uh was sort of persuaded to take this car on and he said you know in a rather beguiling way he said i always love cars that that are obscure Mm. and so he his main job is mending morgans and caterums and things like that in sweden but he took this thing on and took him a couple of years, rebuilt, you know, fabricated some rear suspension bits because there weren't any. Yeah. But he, what he turned out was a car that just looked like a, a proper production car, and and he deserved to win. It was and great. He drove it from Sweden. Too. Drove it from Malmo, I think. Uh, certainly, well, I think two thousand kilometres. I think was the figure. So a decent way in a car, though. Yeah, thoroughly good bloke. Really, you know, no hope of 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 any investment uh, return or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, he just yeah. did it because it was there. You know, that's cool. I like. I do admire that. Yeah, me too. Um, you've come away. You came away last year thinking you should get a contender yourself. Yeah. Well, I was. The, the I time was, has passed for that. But well, how yeah. about twenty twenty four? Well, I was thinking of X ninety. Yep. A Suzuki, Suzuki was a winner this year, so the okay. Suzuki, the, the shine has gone off the Suzuki <laughs> idea a bit. But the, but the thing that was in my mind was now is a Skoda Favorite. I think yeah. that'd be that'd be an interesting car. I went to a few launches for that car. I remember the transition from the Estelle. You know, remember the yeah. the, the rear engine Renault, uh, 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 unbelievably crude car to the to their first 
um, east-west, you know, front, transverse front-wheel drive car, and that was the favourite. And mm. it was it was a half a good car. Yeah. And um, I, I, th- I don't know if I, I get my years mixed up as to when the favourite was... Did that become the Felicia later, the favourite? Was it replaced by the Felicia? But And I can't remember whether I've driven a favourite or not, but I remember the first Skoda I drove thinking, oh, this is good. And it I was think the, gradu- the I think the graduation wasn't the graduation from the favourite to the Fabia. Oh, was it? Well, oh, oh, I don't know. I, mate. I, I, and, dear listener, I'm afraid we do not have access to the Autocar <laughs> archive today because we are in the wild. Could look it up, can we? we? Could, well, normally we could look. Normally we could just look this up while we were talking in the newly relaunched Autocar archive. And if you search Autocar archive online, you can find exceptional deals on subscriptions to it. But. Um, the 4G reception on this Yorkshire hillside, beautiful though it is, is not quite up to the job. I tell you what, it's going well, isn't it? The 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 archive thing. I mean, and commercials aside, you know, we practically get stopped in the street by people going yeah. on about how good it is. It is, and it is good. It is good. It's terrific. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so you're thinking now of a favourite? Well, I it crossed my mind and. Mm. Uh, but I'm just gonna. I might do the Bremner thing and just do the 25 years old, um, you know, and set a expenditure limit two grand or something like that, and just see what pops. Oh, up. and that was yes. So Richard Bremner, our contributor, had this idea for a. He's such a search, a, didn't he? he, he yeah. Very specific search terms. On, he has a very sad addiction to cars like this. <laughs> he does. And, he uh, does. <laughs> so you set the limit at two or three grand. Yeah. 25 years old. And yeah. That's it. And then and then just. You make an assessment. There was a really interesting car there. The blokes that that won with the Suzuki, mm. there were four f- people who basically gamed the system. They they decided to find an entry. They um, they kind of searched through all of the cars that they thought were truly unexceptional, and they came up with the Suzuki Bellino. Remember well, them? I do. I do actually do remember those. Yeah, yeah. I genuinely he... remember that, rather than the applause, <laughs> which I. Can't quite remember. Uh, right. Oh, there's there's a wonderful story about the applause that we'll sometime later. Anyway, these these blokes found this car. I think in Cornwall. They all contributed a few quid to it. They hmm. they got hold of it, turned it, it, you know, made presented it in a really excellent way, and and won. Ooh. And it was it, it was a sort of um, they set out they set out to win and did. oh really? So but they they did it in such a sort of. Um, I don't know, a systematic way that 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 the the decision was made by the judge, the the judges to uh, give them this this chairman's prize rather yeah chairman's prize rather than the, the one overall. two or three yeah, yeah, yeah. there was I'm, I think I'm that's just, probably fair you the, don't want to be you don't you don't want to be the child who's turned up to the fancy dress party in the extravagant outfit that their parents have done all the work for and that's kind of how that would feel that was that was it exactly right yeah it's somebody else had done their homework (laughs) that's right um sorry i interrupted you oh well i was just going to tell one more story i don't know whether we've got time for this oh mate we've got plenty of time today because i can't look up any correspondence ah right well the the bloke that came second was was a a absolutely magnificent bloke he'd found a bog basic metro Mm. he loved metros and and this was an early um, sort of substandard, whatever you know. There's a standard, and then there's a post office spec. And he'd found the the oh, most yeah. basic car he could find, hmm. you know, and st- decided to enter it. You know, love it. He was a, he was a, just a metro lover, and he he discovered to his horror that this car had had been 
gilded, but improved by the previous owner. And instead of having no windscreen, no rear windscreen wiper, it had been fitted with one. And instead of having one sun visor, it had two. And, <laughs> and instead of having one rear vision mirror, it had two, that sort of thing. I can't remember the, the ins and outs, but he went to the trouble of removing all these things. Oh, so really? It, gone back to absolute, absolute standard spec. and he even found some switch blanks for the <laughs> for the dashboard because <laughs> because obviously the the rear wiper if the rear wiper was going to have to come out so was yeah, a switch so it's a switch is that does that make it more or less unexceptional because it must be so rare to have one without that kit mustn't it that maybe that makes them i, th- I think rarely <laughs> exceptionally yeah, the, these sorts of questions were, were being asked of us as we went around. Yeah. And and I think the only answer is there is no perfection. You know, mm. there's no... The rules are... The reason there's this posse of, of, of judges all from, you know, from various points of the compass, about sort of eight of us, um, is is because we just have a debate and work it out, mm. those sorts of things, because, because you can argue both ways on that one. But mm. I think... I I just loved the, the 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 bloke was so determined to have the basic metro that he that he, and he was so horrified that the car he bought <laughs> thinking it was the basic metro it was wasn't absolutely not oh, was uh, it was just such a, what such, a shock to the system that but was. the thing is the other last story I met the JLR designer well known bloke Andy Wheel designed mm. the um, the Disco Three a great car in my view. I, he's yeah, at totally work 100%. now on the electric Jaguars. He didn't tell me any secrets. Oh, so he's still still within oh, he's, the, the Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's um, he's busy bloke. But he said to me, I don't go to many motor shows these days, but I come to this one. He said, uh, yeah. this is my Christmas day. <laughs> How lovely. <laughs> How lovely. There is, a, there is an I've made... Mm, is there an argument? I've made the argument. I'm not sure whether it stands up. That Festival of the Unexceptional is the world's most important car show because it shows you what normal life was like yeah. rather than Ferrari 250 GTOs and of which you know they will all still you know they were I don't know they made 30 and only 70 still exist yeah. yeah whereas when it comes to Bogo metros and Daihatsu applauses and the cars that we had when we were younger the cars that we first crashed in went to our first jobs in met our first partners in all that sort of thing yeah you know the stuff that was pivotal to normal life yeah and, and they're rare now, aren't they? It. Yeah. And, and you, you know, when you when you see an early metro these days, you know, you just get it's a rarity. It is. And and uh, I find I get this ridiculous excitement over it. Yeah. Some bloke showed up that last year with a with a Panda Italia ninety. Remember them? Yeah. The thing with the football hubcaps and all that. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Oh, honestly, the uh, the. The, the excitement could not be could not be contained. A bit, bit too exceptional for my, for my thinking. <laughs> um, right, we are we spent a long time talking about the festival. Let's move on to the Ford Puma ST hybrid because we've got another long subject which I want to get into in the second half. Oh, sure. So sure. let's talk about the Ford Puma ST hybrid, which is probably a slightly shorter thing to deal with. You've just done a first drive of one, haven't you? Yeah, good car, mm. but um, but not. I don't know, not a vintage Ford to me. For a start, um, the Puma, the previous Puma ST, or the sorry, the the accompany, the original Puma ST has the 
the lovely ST engine that we, 198 horsepower ST engine that we're used to from the Fiesta ST. Remember yes, that? Yes. The outgoing car. Yeah. Is that the triple? Yeah, triple, oh 1.5 triple. Memory. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. And, but this has got the one litre triple with an assistance and, you know, an ISG, which is, you know, in effect, a, a you know, starter generator. Starter generator with a mild, built. mildish hybrid, is that's that right? It. Yeah, they call it my MHEV, mild hybrid. Okay. And the thing is, it was a perfectly nice car, mm. and it was, it was still reasonably swift, 168 horsepower, but, you know, you are conceding 30 horsepower. But yeah. the thing that, that I couldn't get on with was was just that the for a car that is going to spend a lot of its time in the suburbs and a lot more time on, you know, lumpy B roads, it was just, I thought, unf- too stiff. Not, mm. not, 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 a, not a supple car, and it... it what I think we've got used to, even in quite firm riding cars these days, is suppleness. You know, people have got better at damping, and I, I'm just wondering whether Ford aren't doing it at the standard. You know, I remember. Think of all the paragraphs we've written over the years mm. praising Ford for their fantastic grip on dynamics. This car did not. It, it was perfectly okay car, but it didn't. It wasn't impressive. And if you chuck that in with the, you know, the, I what I think is their the mismanagement of the suspension of the of the Mustang Mach E, the electric. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure they're on it anymore. And I I just want somebody good to to come over the horizon at Ford and explain to me what what why they're good if they are because mm. I, I haven't seen that much evidence of it. Do we? think that this Puma has gone that this this ST is not as supple as the the one that has just gone the well the 1.5 so when that Puma ST first came out was it do we think is it can't change that much no I think no 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 I think it's I think it's much the same although but I just think life's moved on. I think mm. others, you know, we've just been. I know it's a completely different different uh, class and car, but we've just been, you know, driving around in a Nero, which is nothing like a, a you know, a Fiesta. Uh, sorry, a, a Puma ST. But do they call that the? They don't call the E Nero. Do they not call it E Nero? I think. Yeah. They still call it the E Nero. I think so. The Robert, Robert E Nero. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, sorry. But the thing is, it's it's just got this suppleness yes. attached to it, and and I think that's the new median. You, you know, you can't get away with having cars that that you know kick you up the backside all the no, time. No, and it's so. Un- Ford has, if if any manufacturer taught us that, it was Ford. You yeah. don't have to have. You yeah. can have an underlying sort of firmness, can't you? But still yeah. supple at the same yeah. at the same time, but well controlled. Steve and I are going to take a very short break. We'll be back with more My Week in Cars in just a moment. What car would you buy if you could buy any car? What car would you buy if you knew you could save thousands? What car would you buy if you could compare the latest offers from approved dealers? What car would you buy if you could do all of this in one place in just a few simple clicks? And where would you go to buy that car? What car? Car buying made easy. Visit whatcar.com to buy your next new car. Hello, welcome back to my week in cars. Now, because of our um, on location uh, blustery hillside, this, it's sitting in the front of a Honda as we are, we don't have any correspondence this week. But that's okay because in a couple of weeks' time, Steve, we are going to 
account for our various holidays by recording a couple back-to-back. So I'm thinking we might do a bit of extra correspondence in one of those. Yeah, So great. we'll make up for it then. But um, you can write to us, autocar at haymarket.com, and we will usually, in one of these pods, bring you your letters as well. But today, Steve, I want to hear more about Jaguar Ch- Land Rover JLR, Chief Creative Officer Jerry McGovern, and what he says about Jaguar. Well, he... he uh... I thought it was an amazing thing to say. I'm just trying to think what the quote was. He, well, no equity whatsoever. If that's right, he, he spoke to the. He was speaking to the investors, whoever they are. But I think it's a Tata and a and a and a bunch of other people who own the company. And he and he described the 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 hill that the, the Jaguar has to climb. And he said that that was his expression: no equity whatsoever. And it seemed to me that. It might be true, although I don't think it is, because you know the the connection with the great Jaguars of the past and Lyons and his philosophy and so on. Um, incidentally, uh, McGovern uses a a, a Lyons um, a piece of Lyons philosophy, a, a copy of nothing, all mm-hmm. the time. So I don't think I think the, the the business of having no equity is wrong anyway. Mm. But the point that struck me was that. Who but Jerry McGovern would ever get away with saying such a kind of combative, you know, self-critical thing? You know, I mm. can't, it, it just seems to me that the, the, the bosses of Tata and JLR are entirely in the thrall of men, Jerry McGovern. Yeah. And, he, yeah. and he, can, he can, at the moment, do what he likes. Mm. Is that so, a good thing? Um, it, I think it's a good thing if he if he can be managed and if he if he's correct mm. if he's you know in, and he has wonderful skills you know we know he has but whether he can be contained as people in business or <laughs> should be yeah i do occasionally hear from several insiders won't somebody stop him <laughs> i just i don't know i wonder I mean, I, and also if it if he is right and it has no equity and i don't believe that it that it doesn't but i do believe it has been poorly managed for such a long time yeah for such a long time what other premium car maker would find itself in a position where it has had no cars to launch for such a long period of time yeah is is unforgivably bad really but i but i i don't i don't know i, I mean to, to suggest it has no equity whatsoever seems a bit well it's, not, it's a sort of needlessly combative or sort of i don't know it feels a slightly uh i don't know what it is it's 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 bombast to sort of disguise insecurity somehow saying that sort of thing you know you're just you're, you're out to make such a statement but you, i don't know whether you really believe it deep down i don't know yeah i don't know but he is a very talented designer yeah it's, it's going to be either a the most amazing well i, I put in the magazine i think i think if he if this works, McGovern is going to be one of the great car designers of history. Mm. Um, but it's it's um, there's a long way to go yet. Yes, yeah. When do we see the next? When do we see the next Jaguar? I think they're going to show. The last thing I heard was that there was supposed to be a concept towards the end of next year, twenty four, mm. and that the car would be in production in twenty five. Okay, the first car, yep. which is supposed to be. Um, a um a four door GT, so a kind of Cayenne uh, um oh, a Taycan, a car, yeah. 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 Audi E Tron GT. Yes. Yeah, a lot of cars around in that class by the time that arrives, yeah. you might think. And also 
pretty. They're saying that the, this car will be, have prices based on a hundred. Well, that's quite okay. a lot for even really funky, even today. Though I suppose the Porsche goes over, doesn't it? It does. Uh, the Jag, the Audi probably gets up there. Pretty at close, some point does it? If you, yeah. If you try. So maybe that maybe that's all right. But mm. but. Uh, well, they seem to have no problem pushing. They've had no trouble pushing Range Rover and Defender. Yeah. Up to those, up to those high levels, do they? I mean, they are. They believe they are a luxury brand. Yeah. And, believes they are a luxury. Indeed. brand. Indeed, and that and and yet they are able to. This is the point that JLR management makes consistently, isn't it? That they. It is a it's a product for the rarefied atmosphere, and yet they sell fifty thousand a year, mm. and and the and the license to print money is, is amazing. Yeah. Can probably do that with SUVs in a way you can't do with saloons and hatchbacks and coupes. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. As you know, Volvo have announced this week they are going to no longer sell estates and saloons in the UK because everybody loves an SUV and the Jaguar is not going to be one. I feel sorry about that. I do. I mean, I I never owned one. <laughs> no, I mean, I and I don't. You know, I own a four by four, not an not an estate car. But I mean, well, I mean, because it because my by four toast stuff but i would i will i when it comes to replacing it i would buy a lower car yeah all the time well i thought we were moving into an area where aero was going to become more important and mm. aero isn't just as we know about about a sleek shape it's about a lower smaller frontal area yeah totally and yeah. uh we seem to be moving into a, a, a well the family is going to have greater frontal area mm. so it's a funny one i read earlier though that the uh, police and other emergency services can still order a an estate if they would rather have one wow over an suv which is How cool. interesting yeah it is interesting isn't it? so in a few years time if you want a used volvo estate the former police car looks like the way forward <laughs> it'll the only trouble is it'll have done two hundred and fifty thousand miles and, and the rear life. doors will be kicked in <laughs> Should we talk my column briefly? Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I've, I've only well, we've talked about it on the pod before, but I haven't written about it in my column yet. Which is this Lotus Elise, which uh, my friend at Scott Russell Sports Cars has, has had a, a demonstrator did no miles on it last year. It was in the way in his workshop, and he said, "Look, Mac, you just couldn't put a few miles on it, could you?" And uh, I was going to bring an electric car up to Yorkshire to this big test that we're doing, which you'll be able to read in the mag in a few weeks' time, a big electric car, a driver's car test, hinged around the arrival of the Abarth 500, which I like, actually. I've got to say, I really like. And it's why we've got this Honda E up here as well. But anyway, I was going to bring a car up, and it was it's just too soon for it to arrive. So it um, hasn't rocked up in the UK yet. So I thought, well, what shall I bring? I'll bring this Lotus. And it's caused a bit of a stir. As oh, mate! I was going to say, you know, if if you didn't didn't the 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 extent to which our it's set our colleagues hopping up and down, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's Ricky Lane who spends his life, uh, you know, admiring, you know, the the top of the top end Porsches, and you know, half his life in Maranello. Um, the the state that he's got into he cannot is, is something to see. Yeah, yeah. And Ilya Prayet has been all over it as as well. It's just Felix. Of course, it, yeah. Felix Page, of course. Are, um, it, it's just, it's just a joy, mate. I've just driven it up here, and it's, it's just a lovely. What was the thing. long distance experience like, though? Because we've come. You, I mean, even from your place, which is fairly well north of London, it's yeah, still, still what, 150? Two, nearly two hundred. Yes, yeah, 180, yeah. 190, something like that. It's. I like it. 
But I like doing long distances in caterums as well because you sort of sit low with your feet high. It's pretty comfortable. Once you get the uh, the heater, you know, the heater on if you need it, it's 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 pleasant. I quite like driving caterums and Elise's with the hood up. Strangely, it's got quite a nice cocooning sort yeah, of feel to it oh, I, yeah. I, that I really enjoy. It's got no um, radio because they're very early at least, so it's right. got those aluminium metal matrix composite brakes even so it's a really early mm. 98 they're the ones car. i reckon yeah and it's just it's such a pure spec there's no buttons in it that you don't need that's the thing it's got buttons for the lights Ta-da! that's it it's got a <laughs> wiper stalk that's it two very simple dials and a temperature readout and it yeah i like it over a long distance i bought for this um my little upcoming motorcycle tour of ireland i don't listen to music on bikes because i don't like to but i do wear earplugs for the reasons that um it's you know saves your hearing yeah because, sure. it, because the loud noising the loud wind noise on a on a motorbike is really bad for you very quickly but i bought some earplugs that have speakers built in them um so that i could listen to sat nav directions or whatever on the bike and i just put some music on when i was in the lotus and it hushes down all of the wind noise and the road noise and get a little bit of Sounds coming through. Sounds really nice. Very pleasant, it was really yeah. good. Yeah, really good. Now, nice here, here is the question, Sport. Mm. What is the. You are <laughs> very um, sadly for you, yeah. you're, you know, you're publicizing this thing and, and um, is going to sell it. Somebody sensible is going to come Somebody along. Somebody sensible will probably come along and make Simon an offer that he cannot refuse. And what the hell are you going to do then? Well, I don't. Well, I probably have to live without one, I think, <laughs> is the short of it, because they are. Although it's an early car, I think you can get a certificate of conformity, which I will be writing about in my column in the next couple of weeks for the ULES zone, oh, the upcoming really? ULES zone. You can get a certificate of conformity and it would comply with the ULES. It would be ULES compliant. Oh, wow. But I am not the first person to notice this. Not everybody's partner likes getting in a Lotus because no. all the strength is in the sills. And as what you, what I was reading in the archive just this very morning, I know this sounds like a plug for the archive, and in fact it is, <laughs> but in the original triple test, which the Lotus Elise won against a Caterham 7 and a Renault Spider, um, and it was then road tested the week after that in July 1996, we said this is a historic moment in car design, in, in the history of the motor car. You yeah. should know that you should know that history is waiting outside. But yes, noted, Lotus has made a car that is harder to get into than a Caterham. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it and it is just because the sill is so wide. So I will be sad to see it go, but I've got some plans for a ULES compliant car that will suit the family Excellent. and the present Mrs. Pryor, who could do with the ULES compliant thing over the summer. So of course, yeah. So we'll worry about that. Uh, I've got, I haven't got to worry about it until next spring, so that's fine. But that's, but, but when somebody buys it, I shall be sorry to see it go. Yeah, I bet you will. Yeah, I reckon there's a few contenders standing within about twenty-five so. yards. Yeah, I do think so. Yeah, our Richard Lane owns. What's he got? He's got a Delta Integrale and a Ford Focus RS, and he's thinking, Ooh, do maybe. I need the Ford? Do I need that? Yeah, do I need that? <laughs> Do I need that or do I not need that? Yeah. Oh uh, that brings us pretty much to the end of this week's pod because we've talked about Andy Wheel already. We've talked about Jeremy Govan. We've talked about the Skoda Favorite. We've done the Ford Puma ST. You're going to go home in a Honda E at some point tomorrow. Yeah. 
I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be. I'm not looking forward to to doing getting involved in the in the hunt for charging points every hundred miles. Mm. But everything else about the car, I think, is a joy. Yeah. So I will enjoy, and I, I'll, I'll enjoy showing it to the missus. She's never been in one, I don't think, and and it it is just the kind of car we could we could do. We have. As you know, we have motley bits and pieces already, and and you know having this kicking around the backyard be bloody good. Yeah, what I like about it is that it's because it has a fairly small battery and therefore a fairly crummy range. It's it's really enjoyable to drive, isn't it? It's a good mm. it's a good driver's car, yep. which I like a lot. And if we can start getting better efficiency out of batteries and out of cars, and therefore if they only need batteries of this size but can still have a range of 170, 180 miles rather than the 100. Yeah. Then the future's looking pretty good for, it the, is, for yeah. the cars, I think. I mean, the thing we've found with this is is just um, the the comparative narrowness. Not to say that it's um, unstable or anything, but it but it fits down roads, it fits down narrow roads really well, doesn't it? Mm. You can just you can just sort of zip along, not being impeded by congestion in a way wider cars are. No. So thank you for joining us on this week's My Week in Cars. We'll be back to normal-ish service next week with some correspondence and either in the Haymarket store cupboard or at one of our houses, I think. I think, but I suppose we'll have a diary check later. Find out when we get there. We'll yeah. find out when we get there. Um, later today, uh, I am going to record... Are you coming into the Autocar Electric podcast later, Steve? Or Dunno. is that just the test, the road well, testers? I will if invited. Oh, OK. Well, well, there will be an Autocar Electric podcast which um, hinges around this EV driver's car test that we're running at the moment. And when are we will... doing that? Later today? Yeah, do that this evening. Yeah, when we get back to the hotel tonight. Oh, okay. They're going to sit, find, a, find a, somebody's room and turn it into a impromptu studio I think oh, for that. Good, eh? so I don't know when that's going live but that will be probably about the same time as the feature does which is I think late August I don't know slightly up in arms it's up in the air I think at the moment um, and they will follow a, another podcast a, another podcast series mid-September of Autocar Electric ones which I'm going to present with James Disdale where we'll be interviewing some people in the EV business which is oh. cool I like those they're good fun Yeah. Steve and I will be back next week you can find Autocar over at autocar.co.uk. You can find the magazine in print, as it has been weekly since 1895. And you can find all of those issues um, online if you subscribe to the Autocar Archive. If you search Autocar Archive online, I think the top result takes you to a point on our website where there's decent offers on how to, how to see it. Oh, and I'll tell you what, Steve. I got a note from Wheels Australia the other day. They've got an online archive, 70 yeah. years. <laughs> God. I think I'm going I'm to sign them up to ours, and they're going to sign me up to theirs. That'll be good. That'll be cool, won't it? So yeah. we can see that. I'd, be, I'd quite like to read some of the nonsense I wrote. <laughs> well, years you'll ago. be able to soon enough. So, <laughs> yeah. So thanks for joining us. Cheers, Steve. Cheers, mate. See you next week.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.